0: All right, it's September 14th, and this is another episode of Headliners. Today we're talking about a bunch of like depressing shit and some highlights and lowlights, but it's, it's gonna be a weird one. No fun today, absolutely no fun, and anything we say, we don't mean. Uh, Jimmy's back, it's just the three of us once again. Uh, Dave, Jimmy, and I, let's get into it. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. I've seen three movies in my life. Ridge on the River Kwai, Patton, and Herbie fully loaded.
1: You serious, Clark? I always thought. stomach. Is that your thing? You come into a bar, you read some obscure passage, and then pretend you, you pawn it off as your own? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Did I break
2: your concentration?
0: <laughs> Did that go the way you thought it was going to go? Nope. All right, box office came back. Crazy rich agents get knocked off by the Nun. Mind you, the past three or four weeks, the number one spot has only been about twenty to twenty-five million. The Nun pulled in fifty-three point eight, which is surprising for a horror, like not just like a thriller, a straight-up fucking horror movie. And uh, number two is Peppermint coming in at thirteen point four, drastically behind it. Then Crazy Rich Asians, The Meg, and Searching around the top five. Uh, Dave, did you see The Nun? I did not.
1: Cause you're a horror I, guy.
2: Yeah, no, I am. I just it's part of the Conjuring series, and I haven't seen any of them. So I didn't okay. want to like, see the prequel before I see the other ones. I'm sure oh, one day I'll Oh, it's it.
1: part of the Conjuring series?
2: Yeah, this is the prequel.
1: I will see that. Those are actually good horror movies.
0: Yeah, really? They, they're yeah. really yeah. well liked. They freaked me out. The, com- the commercial just skeeved me out every time.
1: It's supposed to, man. <laughs> I don't like <laughs> That's that. horror.
0: But I, I don't get why you're saying you can't watch it because it's the prequel. Doesn't that mean like you can watch it?
2: I mean, yeah, but I feel like there's going to be some allusions to things that I'd appreciate more if I saw the first two.
1: I think you should always watch In the Order Things Are Made. All
0: right, let's get into trailers this week. Uh, Dave, you put together this one. Yeah. The first one you put
2: up, I am in love. love. Oh, I'm so excited for this one. It's The Ballad of Buster Scruggs at the Cohen era – or the Cohen brothers are uh, returning to the Western era. It's an anthology of six short films that take place in the 19th century post-Civil War during the old west and it just it looks like a a great time it does um it's got that hokey Cohen
0: brothers feel it's it's what i think movies should be and it's like serious but over the top out there i think movies should movies should be if if it's a really good movie it should be a little bit weird
1: it should Wait. be
0: out of the norm it should, you shouldn't be watching someone's life frame for frame you should be a little bit weird
1: i have i don't understand this at all it's, it's like, a movie. But there's, it's an anthology, and there's six of them, but it's a movie?
2: Yeah, so in one movie, there's going to be, like, six, six thing nets.
1: So it's a six-episode, 30 minutes each no, TV series.
2: it's going to be, like, you sit down, and it's one, like, you don't hit next episode. It's, like, one two-hour thing, or one, like... Yes, so, it so it's
1: the same exact thing as The End of the World on Netflix, but you watched it in one sitting.
2: But I also think it's getting, like, it, it's a Netflix movie, but it's getting um, theatrical release, too. See, what what I got out of right, that? But is, are they
1: all... Is it all one story?
0: I don't know. I don't know. up it into looks, six it, parts? Because that's be, a TV
1: it, show. It looks no, to be I,
0: six different stories set in the same small western town. Yes. So I'm and sure there a, will be some crossover. Crossover of characters, yeah. Yeah.
1: The cast is pretty awesome. We got James Franco, Liam Neeson, Brendan Gleeson... Tom Waits, uh, that one dude, uh, Tim Blake Nelson. He's in like every Western. It looks good. Okay, who, yeah. Who's
0: the Who's the Cohen's brother guy? That the, the movie. Fuck. Okay. What's that George Clooney Cohen brother movie? Um, oh brother, we're out there. Oh. No. Oh brother, we're out Thou. He's yeah. Yeah. His little like prison mate. He's in there. Yeah, I feel like he's in every Cohen brother movie.
1: That's Tim Blake Nelson. He's in every okay. Western too. I feel like.
0: He's got a he's, he's got a real, weird face. And I like it a lot. <laughs> yes, he
1: does. He does.
0: All right, moving on to the next one. Captive State. This one sucks, Dave. You go ahead and talk about no, this. No, I'll do uh, it. Ten years uh, oh, into being Jimmy, occupied.
1: Yeah. Ten years into being occupied. Residents of a Chicago neighborhood deal with life under 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 extraterrestrial rule. Yeah, I clicked on this. Clicked right out. <laughs> you, know what? you know why? You know why? Because this, this trailer was that. Mm, <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> shot of a still lake, alien. Shot of a still lake, alien. It's like shut up. That's, that's so annoying.
0: I like how yeah, they're
2: I, I know I they, oh, Sorry, what were you gonna say?
0: I, they don't show the aliens. They reference them, and I was like, okay, maybe it'll be like kind of creepy and and kind of subtle. But then they end it with a fucking spaceship hovering over Soldier Field. I'm like, okay, no, this is
2: stupid as fuck. I like that the aliens fixed, fix, like, all of the world's problems, but Soldier Field still looks like shit. <laughs> 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 Not worth um, saving. No, I mean, I, I, I don't know if this is going to be good. I am, um, I tell you delete that. I am interested because John Goodman's in it. And when he does these weird, like, sci-fi things like 10 Cloverfield Lane, that was fantastic film.
1: Two-thirds of it were fantastic, and then... And the last third was The What Dareable. Okay. Th- they, they botched 10 Cloverfield Lane. They should have sold that script as a psycho- psychological thriller, and it would have been one of the best psychological thrillers I've ever seen. The third act completely made the first two acts pointless. Pissed me off.
2: <laughs> uh, I disagree with that, but we're not going to argue about it. Yeah. But yeah, no, I, mean, I, I think he, like, he's a fantastic actor, so the fact that he's in this as one of the leads has me really interested.
1: I do like him, but that, that, the premise in the trailer just looks stupid to me.
2: This I is fe- either going to be like, when reviews come out, I'm either going to be like, I got to go see it now, or maybe if it's on Netflix and I'm like hungover one Sunday.
1: Yeah, well, speaking th- of got to go see.
0: Can I make one more point? Yeah. I think maybe he <laughs> took this role because he lost all his Roseanne money, and this is like the last ditch ever. Like, oh, I got to get work.
1: I don't think he, he's hurting no. for money. And,
2: yeah, and they're making a sequel to Roseanne.
0: I'm kidding, well, he, He's guys. the
1: lead. God damn it. Really? Oh, tough joke. Uh-oh. Tough joke. Should have let <laughs> me transition to the beach bum. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> you really pigeonholed that one. And you asked for help. Oh,
0: God damn it. Okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the beach bum is basically Hollywood said, oh, people really respect Matthew McConaughey here. Let's mix his new respected acting ability and his old and entire persona into one film. What should it be about? Sounds like you're talking about a beach bum, sir. Okay, yeah. <laughs> this movie is ridiculous in the best way.
2: I don't know if it's going to be good.
1: The it probably movie... won't, dude. Surfer Dude yeah. is terrible. It'll be a cult uh, classic.
2: Yeah, this is from the same guy who did Spring Breakers. This might be a sequel,
1: right? Oh, it's the same people that did Spring Breakers? Yeah. I'm out. That movie's so trash.
2: No, I thought this was a sequel. It just looks like the adult version of Spring Breakers.
1: I see the connection now that you, now that you just... Made me privy to that bad. knowledge and now I'm out. Mm-hmm. Not, not I got feel it. like it's,
0: it's the same character as uh, Days and Confused, only fast forward 30 years. Well, that's because
1: that's him. <laughs>
0: I know. Yeah. Uh,
1: I love McConaughey and I love him in like a beach bum role, but the, the way Spring Breakers was directed and sequenced and shot was a nightmare.
0: I'm surprised you watched that.
1: I watched, I watched up until I couldn't take it anymore.
0: Why did you even bother?
1: Uh, I like James Franco a lot.
0: Fair, he's very good. I watch. There are I'll, limits, man. Yeah,
1: yeah, but I, I, will watch almost anything James Franco's in. I think I'll try it out. All right, well, keep that, keep that up. Which is hard because yeah. he's in, and he's in everything. There. <laughs> yeah.
0: All right, let's get into everyone's favorite segment. That is things worth mentioning, but not worth discussing.
1: I think we're going to discuss some of these. Starting off with this one, <laughs> the, a <laughs> video surfaced of Harvey Weinstein acting inappropriate during a business meeting uh with this woman if you haven't seen the video basically she's recording everything because she's selling some sort of screen recording device or something like that he walks in he immediately locks the door tells the secretaries don't leave us alone he hugs her instead of shakes her hand he the first thing he says is am i allowed to flirt with you he puts his hand up her skirt unwanted Uh, Or, like, you know, not really called for. So, he's the creepiest dude in the world. Oh, yeah. Um, The
2: fact that this came out, too, it was, like, a few hours before her trial against him started.
1: Here's what I have to say. And I feel bad. I feel like I'm not allowed to say this. Do it. At one point, uh, she, like, hits after the locked door and the leave us alone and the am I allowed to flirt and the hug. After all that she punches his shoulder and is like, isn't data hot about the spreadsheet she just showed him? And, like, that's not an invitation now he gets to have sex with you, clearly. All I want to say, and I'm, I, this is, like, a serious point then I have a, a joke after, all I want to say is, if this has showed me, like, okay, raise your daughter's, uh, to to know to get the fuck out of that situation? Like, how did she not know to get out of that situation? I can't really blame her for what happened, because he's totally to blame. But, like, all yeah. the signs were there for her to maybe...
2: Like, this is...
1: Uh, can we it can we leave the door of... unlocked, please, Mr. Weinstein? <laughs> yeah, there's this, no need for that, absolutely.
2: This reminded me of, like, what they would show in a high school class to teach women, like, these are the signs when they're so exaggerated except it actually happened. It was like the start yeah, of a cr- porno. It was cringeworthy how obvious it
1: was. It <laughs> yeah. was just creepy. Yeah, it was really creepy. Okay, so uh, a joke. She she sold him? Did you hear what like her brilliant strategy was? What? No. Will Oh, you guys didn't you guys didn't catch this? What, right after he says, "Yes, I'll buy your service."
2: Mm-hmm. Her
1: her brilliant pitch was we'll give out an award if they like it. And that way a lot of people like a prize and that's how we'll generate likes and then people the likes that will generate interest on facebook because a lot of people will like it because they want to win the award like (laughs) fucking marketing 101 (laughs) (laughs) it's like what dude i'm so upset i missed that i mean it's so easy to be a pretty saleswoman i guess because that's the easiest pitch of all time
0: and I, I read the article, and she said that the reason why she may have, like, flirted back slightly or, or kind of played along is because she was she had spent years at, on Wall Street, I guess, but she was 28 at the time. I don't know how much years experience she had on Wall Street. Probably um, seven. <laughs> maybe, but I don't know how high level it was. She, but she basically said she dealt with creepsy 4 and she, nothing she couldn't handle, and she was playing the same game. So she knew what she needed to do to get her business going. And she, she skirted a line of, of flirting while being productive. And unfortunately, she flirted with a monster. And he... The, the thing that bothers me is that all this video shows is that he is a creepy bitch. Like, everything about him is sleazy and slimeball-y. But then she says, and then we met up at 5 o'clock and he raped me. That may be true. But unfortunately, it's no proof. We, we, this video is proof of him being creepy, which we already know.
1: Why'd she meet and up it's with him? Sig-
0: what? Yeah, I don't oh, because that either. was to seal the deal and it was in a public place? I don't know.
1: I don't know. All this stuff makes you sound like an asshole when you say. she's like, well, that still doesn't no. give him the right draper. Like, obviously, obviously. I just, absolutely not. We I know just think that. for all women in the future, they should be shown this video as a, mm-hmm. if this happens and these are the signs, um, get out of there.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I would just, I'm just saying that as, this is not a, a, a gotcha video. It's, a, it's another additional terrible story about Weinstein that is piling on. And it's, you know, there is obviously truth to it. He's so but gross. It's, oh, he's so gross. But I'm just, I'm just saying this one video is not like groundbreaking. This is stuff we know when he's a monster, he's an asshole. And I'm very, very happy that this is all coming to light.
2: All right. Let, let's move on to something a little bit lighter. Okay. Uh, Paul McCartney <laughs> this week decided, that hey, he's old. He doesn't give a fuck anymore. He's going to share some uh, sordid tales. So fun fact... The Beatles used to uh, come together. They used to sit around and jerk off while screaming hot models' names at each other.
1: I think they did it once. Twice. It wasn't a. Twice. Twice. What I have to say about this is there are so many guys around there, around the world right now, thinking, "Oh, me and my friends did something. Maybe not exactly that, but something that similar weirdness, where it's like nudity, but not sexual, but you can't share it." And a lot of guys right now are hiding that and burying it and uh, on the outside saying, man, the Beatles were gross. And on the inside saying, uh, been there.
0: So <laughs> Jimmy is hiding something very deep and dark and we're not going to get into that,
1: but no, I no, just I mean, think, I, like, I, you grow I up in a, you him, grow though, up like... in a, you grow up in enough locker rooms, like hockey yeah. locker rooms or football locker rooms. You see enough weird naked shit dude we as little kids our generation watched jackass videos where one of the things they did repeatedly was try to jerk off on each other in the jackass movies like their goal was i forgot all about that their goal was their goal was to come on each other that's who our generation when we were 13 14 years old what what we were watching (laughs) guys have guys have been taking Young kids have been taking masturbating and making it into a joke and not sexual around their friends for a long, long time. The Beatles didn't invent this, nor are they in a minority.
0: Nah. I, I, my my favorite part though is the fact that it was there was no porn involved, there was no visuals or anything. They literally they sat in a dark room. They said all in individual chairs, and they would go to town themselves. And it said an every now and then, one of, one of the boys would would scream out a name of not a porn star or a model, their friends. <laughs> And then, Way McCartney worded it. He says, "Someone would yell out, Bridget Bardot,' and we would thrash ourselves a little harder." <laughs> yeah, yeah. So poor Bridget Bardot. She's reading this probably as like a seventy-five, eighty-year-old woman right now. She's happy. Yeah, right. her poor. I mean, sorry, her poor grandkids are reading this.
1: Could be, could be
0: weird. Yeah, it's a fun story. Okay, it's fun. So next one up, uh, Mark Wahlberg. As a Bostonian, I know we're supposed to love him and everything, but I'm out. I think I've been out on him entirely. He is maybe the biggest asshole walking the planet today. He he went on on Instagram and asked, answered questions about his daily routine. Um, I'll just give you some highlights. He, he goes to bed at 7.30 p.m. He wakes up at 2.30. Uh, he sets aside at a half hour for prayer. Uh, and then he goes out. Wait, no, no, he doesn't no shit um th- this is basically half PR. you're too
2: busy yelling bridget bordeaux yeah that
0: time. after breakfast at three fifteen, he does a 95 minute workout followed by another meal shower snack golf crowd chamber recovery
1: how long is he playing <laughs> golf for
0: this is this is my favorite part he like... lots uh, he, he lots an hour and a half for a shower and followed up by 30 minutes of golf <laughs> talk about ass backwards what are you doing in the shower for an hour and a half, and you can't even begin to get like proper cuts in at golf for a half hour?
1: When does he uh, like
2: act?
0: He's always acting, bro. <laughs>
2: when does he like see his kids? Isn't During he the day, his kids?
0: he's like, "This is the best part because I'm I'm done with my workout at ten thirty a.m. and I get to see them." All right, buddy. Well, yeah, you're done with your workout, but then you have to go ahead and all this. Sh- let me read you his, uh, his 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 food. In the morning, he has steel oats, blueberries, and peanut butter for breakfast. At eight o'clock, I have about ten turkey meatballs. At ten thirty, I have grilled chicken salad with two hard-boiled eggs and olives, avocado, cucumber, tomato, lettuce. Too much detail, Mark. Uh, One o'clock, I have a New York steak stir with green peppers. At three thirty, I have grilled chicken with bok choy. At five thirty slash maybe six o'clock, I have a beautiful piece of halibut or cod or sea bass with some vegetables, maybe some sauteed potatoes and bok choy. And I have a lot of aqua hydrate during the day. That's it.
1: Yeah, it's just, you know, it's sounds just great. It, it's sad when uh, uh, actors completely lose their sense of um, reality. reality. Yeah. Did you see so okay, so a good comparison to an actor that hasn't? Did you see um, Mac from Always Sunny? Cut. Did you see what he said about like his workout routine? No. No. Let me see if I can pull it up. Mac. Have you guys watched the first episode? I did. Yeah, it was good. Bad. it was bad. Oh, I think it was bad.
0: Oh, oh, how I, I disagree with you. Okay.
1: Who do you disagree with?
0: It wasn't bad. Yeah. Did you exactly. laugh out loud? It was really good. Yes. It wasn't his best, but it wasn't his worst either. Yeah. I think it was it was a solid middle of the road for season 13.
1: I only laughed out loud once. So, I don't think it's I don't okay, maybe bad's harsh, but I did it. Anyway. Maybe
0: well, now that Dennis is back, it probably it's going to go back in the like, like
1: it's hard to get me to have like a big like ha, 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 moment. Mm-hmm. And always Sunny usually can do that like at least twice yeah. an episode and I only got one of them. So this is so this is max workout. We just saw what Mark Wahlberg said. This is what he said. Look, it's not that hard. All you need to do is lift weight six days a week, stop drinking alcohol, don't eat anything after 7 p.m., don't eat any carbs or sugar at all. In fact, just don't eat anything you like. Get the personal trainer from Magic Mike, sleep nine hours a night, run three miles a day, and have a studio pay for the whole thing over a six to seven month span. I don't know why everyone's not doing this. It's super realistic <laughs> lifestyle and an appropriate body image to compare oneself to.
0: And he looks amazing. He does.
1: Yeah, but I mean, that's like, he hasn't lost reality. Mark Wahlberg's out there acting like we should be impressed with his life, where Mac's acting like, this is not realistic, you shouldn't be impressed, it's like crazy what I'm doing.
0: Yeah, I I respect Mac so much more. Mm -hmm. That's an easy call.
2: Yeah. Especially because he clearly is just doing it for the last, like when he got enormously fat too. (laughs) He's (laughs) like, this will just be funny, let's do it.
0: Yep. I'm going to get really fat. To be I funny. also
2: love, too, that the rest of the cast was like, no, we're not going to get fat. I don't want to ruin my health. Yeah, that's pretty
1: good. And the rest of the cast has never won any awards, but you know who has? John, John, John Legend. He won, <laughs> he won four. Oh. The, the coveted EGOT.
0: That, that was the youngest person ever.
1: Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, Tony. Here's mm-hmm. my thoughts on this. He won four awards for music, so don't give a shit. If he well, that's, won,
0: how he us, that's how he got us us get their shit done. Most of them.
1: Yeah, I know. So I don't care at all. If someone wins an award, wins an Emmy for acting on a TV show, then wins an Oscar for acting in a movie, then wins a Grammy for singing a song, then wins a Tony for acting on a stage, I will be impressed. Mel Brooks. If you... If you just make music, and everywhere your music, you win an award. Congrats! You're really good at making music. I you 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 made music though.
2: Yep. I don't even know what actor today could even fit into that. Ryan maybe Gosling, dude. Dwayne Johnson. What music did he win an award for?
1: He Justin sing. Timberlake. Boom. Justin Timberlake. Oh, Boom.
2: true. Boom. All right. Excellent. And Excellent. a Kendrick, call. maybe.
1: What what's that? Anna Kendrick, maybe. Yeah, maybe. She's not she that great of an actress.
2: A, yeah, she I think she's very hit or miss. She has a Tony, I know, and I think a nomination for an Oscar or No. An Emmy, maybe then? Golden I, globe,
0: I maybe. Maybe maybe, globe, maybe. Maybe a globe. Maybe a
2: globe. Yeah. Alright, moving on to our damn it, why did you make this last? I said we shouldn't end on a downer. Um the there Predator. Many options. <laughs> yes. Shane Black, the director of The Predator, had casted his friend who is a registered sex offender. Uh, uh, Olivia Munn, who's in the movie, reported it to Fox, and they immediately cut the scene, which good on them for cutting it right away. Mm-hmm.
1: The, the problem was that she didn't, she wasn't given the option, of it, or, or she wasn't made aware that she was working with a sex offender. And the problem there is we don't know what he did, and we don't know how he acted on set, and I think you need to know those to have an opinion on the story
0: it's well the scenes the scenes weird because he plays a persistently uh persistent jogger who is aggressively hitting on olivia munn so in that setting saying he's a sex offender and he's sexually hitting on you that's makes it weird
1: no but that goes into our like actors are acting like i'm just saying with like that's i'm saying there's like offenses that he could have done that is like yeah you have to let your actors know they're working with someone who's committed those crimes and then it there's was,
0: it was with a minor 14 year old the the affidavit states yeah. that there was no sexual um exchange per se but there was uh, a bunch of emailing and there was groping how old was like, he at the time th- uh 28 oh. 38 no he's, he's it was really fucking old
1: okay yeah
0: fuck that uh, no it's 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 a
2: no, no, this is 100% wrong. I'm glad, like, they cut the scene. The thing is, everyone's attacking Shane Black, and he even came out and just said, this guy lied to me. I didn't know that's what it was. And the court case was sealed, so he didn't know about it yeah. until he, he just said, like, the guy told him he was, like, 19 and his girlfriend was 17, and that's why he was well, on the sex offender list. No, he
0: told, he told them that it was, uh, it was one email, or three, he said three or four emails, um in support of this girl who was depressed and upset about her, her body, and he was being supportive of saying, no, no, you're, you're beautiful and stuff like that. Meanwhile, the guy served six months in, in jail. So, he's yeah. come
2: back. Oh, no, no. He's, a, he's horrible no, and we, he deserves all, all that. We're
0: all in agreement that. I you, just,
2: uh, yeah, I felt like the internet was getting so outraged and sometimes you got to look at these things in nuance and realize, oh, someone got lied to and that's why they were trying to help a friend out.
0: Yeah, I I don't fault the director so so much. I mean, he's at fault here, but not like crucifiable fault. Um, Yeah. But this guy, people people might say like, oh yeah, well you you know he served prison time. He he paid his debt to society. He deserves to work. Sure, work somewhere else. Go to work at Target. Or not even work somewhere.
2: Not even work somewhere else. At least tell your main cast. Yep. So they have the opportunity to voice their displeasure.
0: If, if, if you move into a new home and you have to go around the neighborhood telling your neighbors what you did, I think that should apply for work, too. Just because it was 10 years ago doesn't make it any less uh, disgusting. And you were a full-grown adult at the time you did this, so it's not like you could change that much.
2: Yeah. Well, this is a downer. <laughs> no, we're going to ta-
0: talk about movies coming out now. A simple favor, speaking about Anna Kendrick and her uh, potential acting chops, She's in a movie called Simple I'm Favor. Ex- I'm
2: excited for this because I had no idea. Like, I couldn't tell from the trailer what this was going to be, really.
0: Yeah. And it's I'd... gotten
2: r- really favorable reviews, and it's been described. I only skimmed a few reviews because I don't want to spoil anything, but it's been described what? as, like, a, a neo-noir.
0: Can I ask you this? If you don't want to spoil anything, why would you even fucking read reviews?
2: I just looked at, like, the little blurb on Rotten Tomatoes. Why? Just avoid it, man. Because I want to see, like, I scroll down to, like, Make yourself fresh. Review, reviewers I trust to see if they liked it.
0: Sure. Or form, form your own opinions on the trailer. Either one. <laughs> Whatever.
1: Dave and I differ because that Coen Brothers trailer, I watched 10 seconds, said, yep, I want to see this, and didn't watch the rest.
0: Oh, see, I, I can't not watch a trailer. I gotta, if it interests me, I'm watching the whole trailer.
1: Well,
2: and uh, we if I, do a movie podcast where we talk about trailers, so I think we should watch the trailer.
1: <laughs> if I finish a trailer, that means I was on the fence if I wanted to watch it or not.
2: Well, I think you should watch the trailers that we're going to be discussing.
1: Nah, because a lot of times you remember scenes and you watch the movie and you're like, that didn't happen yet. Well,
0: but now, nowadays they're doing trailers like they, they, they change it up on you. They, they piece scenes together that don't make sense. They, just, they give you the vibe of the, of the movie. They don't give much away.
1: My favorite yeah. trailer that did that was Joy. Uh, with Jennifer Lawrence, yeah, there the trailer for that just totally gave you the tone, the theme, and like like the the feel of the movie without telling you fuck about the plot or characters.
0: Yeah, I didn't know that it was about a mop until after it already came out.
1: It's about an inventor.
0: But I, but, but you know what I mean. Like a it's about inventors. a mop. I didn't I didn't know it had to do with. It was a was...
1: millionaire inventor invented the mop. Yes, it was a
0: fantastic mop. I mean, it re- like no bullshit. That was a genius idea, which you did.
1: Yeah. I like that yeah. movie because I love Jennifer Lawrence. We know that. I watched uh, Silver Linings Playbook on the plane. It's fantastic.
0: I like that movie because I like I Robert De Niro. One of my favorite movies. I
2: think that's her best movie.
0: Silver Linings Playbook?
2: Yeah.
1: Winter's Bones up there, but not a lot of people have seen that. I haven't mm. seen that one.
0: Hunger Games. Mm. No. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Mother. We all know. Ugh, she all right. she, she,
1: she, the... she acted well in Mother. <laughs>
0: What? Huh?
1: What? (laughs) Yeah, you're right. There was get off the counter. (laughs) Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. There was a lot of that.
0: Yeah. Um. (laughs) All right. So the the predator's coming out with a sex offender on the credits. Nope. Uncredited now. So (laughs) next one is uh, Unbroken. Path to Redemption. You can't have two Unbroken's coming out in simultaneous years. I call bullshit on the title. Um. Mandy with Nick Cage, a, a psychedelic thriller, uh, you might say, right?
2: Yeah. I mean, it's I like, know it's not what either of y'all are interested in, so I'm going to see it this weekend, and I'll, I'll update the pod next week. It's it's Mad Max on serious, serious drugs. That's what it seems like. It's more like just a couple who lives in a cabin, and a cult comes, like, fucking with them.
0: Okay, tomato, tomato. Uh, and white boy <laughs> Rick with, uh, with our boy blanking again. Matthew McConaughey.
1: Matthew I want to see White Boy Rick. Who doesn't? It's a great one. Yeah. True story, right. so that's awesome. Yep. Bad thanks reviews,
0: though. Shut the fuck up.
1: Yeah, I don't... Right, so, I, I couldn't care less about reviews of that movie.
0: Yeah, no, you got form your own opinions, That God damn it. So, well, thanks for listening. This is Six Pack Cinema's uh, Headliners. Follow us on Instagram. Um, like, share, subscribe to the pod. Tell all your friends, and... Um, Listen to us on Monday, where we're going to be reviewing a Netflix movie to all the boys I've ever loved. Check it out, guys. And, uh,
1: see you next boys. week. And don't watch Shameless anymore, because it's atrocious.
0: Oh, that's just, And welcome that's back, just Jimmy. Ugly. No, that's an ugly way to leave it.
1: The first episode of Shameless was offensively bad, and I'm mad.
0: Well, there goes their perfect uh, Rotten Tomato score.
1: Yeah, like one, seasons one through six were fantastic. So bad. It was like when, like when Weeds got into the Mexican drug cartel and you're like, oh, this isn't the show that we liked. This is different and bad. Same thing. But, yeah, okay. Bye, guys. Bye.
0: Thanks, Jimmy.